welcome back to our podcast. My name is Jim Hughes, and this is the Gospel According to Jesus. And I'm so glad that you've decided to join me today in this podcast. And I just want you to know, if you are listening to this podcast and you're a brand new believer or you're a believer in general, you've committed your life to Christ and you've been born again. The Bible says that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I just want to rejoice with you. That is the greatest thing that you'll ever do in your life. And I want to start out always with these podcasts, encouraging you as believers, encouraging you as those that are following Christ. It is the greatest thing. You can do nothing greater than to follow Christ, to commit your life to Christ. And so today, I want to start our podcast out by opening up with a couple of scriptures that I want you to think about. The first one is Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that any can boast before God. And the second scripture is found in James 4, 6. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud. Now listen to this. But gives grace to those that are humble. That is the most powerful scriptures on grace that I uh remember in the New Testament. And we need to think about those two scriptures as we go through this podcast today, because this podcast is about grace, and it's about God's grace. And you're going to learn about grace, maybe some things that you didn't know or understand before. And our theme scripture is found in Amos uh, 8.11. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, and I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. And so as we think about these scriptures and as we open up this podcast and we think about grace, we think about how God looks at us, how God sees us, and what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. So the podcast today is about grace and redemption. So some of you listening to this podcast can't believe that it's even possible for you to have grace, for God to give you grace, because it's too late. You think you've gone too far, you've done too much, there's too much under the bridge, water under the bridge that you've done that God will never forgive you. That there are things that if I knew about you that you, that would just make me cringe. We think that our lives are the worst and can't be forgiven. All of us do. Sometimes all of us think that God can't truly forgive something that we've done, that he can't reach down and forgive us. Well, Jim, you really don't understand. I mean, it's real easy to for you to be on this podcast and talk about these things that maybe you've done, but I've done some real terrible things, some things that are just rotten, and I am so ashamed of them. Well, look, grace is for you. Right now, God wants to give his grace to you. But before we talk about that and really get to understand what grace is, I want us to look at a person who did some pretty bad things and see how God dwelt with him, how God used him, and how God uses that story about him to really give us an understanding about grace. And the story is about Manasseh. Manasseh ruled Judah for 55 years from 698 to 642 B.C. 
longer than any king of Judah. If we rely on the prophetic portions of the Bible alone about him, the portrait that is painted about him, he is a very evil man, a mass murderer, an idol worshiper, who reigned, was so tainted, it would, let her be, it would later be the case of the Babylonian destruction of Jerusalem in the temple in 586 B.C. Manasseh promoted idolatry throughout his, throughout his kingdom, built pagan temples, and even sacrificed. Now listen to this. This is so amazing to me. And even sacrificed one of his sons in the fires of Molech worship. There's an old tradition in, Judea, in Judaism that Manasseh executed the prophet Isaiah. The Bible tells us he did what was displeasing to the Lord, following abhorrent practices of the nation that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. He rebuilt the shrines that his father Hezekiah had destroyed. So listen to that. His father had destroyed these things that were, that were evil in the eyes of God, and he rebuilt them. He erected altars to Baal and made a sacred post as king of Ahab of Israel had done. This comparison of Manasseh to the northern king Ahab is a damning indictment of the southern ruler. For their failure to worship in Jerusalem alone, the northern kingdom built temples at Dan and Bethel. The northerners were punished with exile, according to the Bible. Manasseh's heirs would meet the same fate in the future. So in 2 Chronicles 33.1, it really gives us a clear uh, description of what Manasseh was and what he did and how he handled his kingdom. But starting in chapter 33, verse 1, it says, Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king. He was 12 years old. Just think about that. If you have children that are 12 years old and think about them giving an entire kingdom to them at 12 years old. And he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations of the Lord that that he had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had demolished. He also erected altars to Baal and made other altars to other gods. He bowed down to all this starry host and worshiped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, my name will remain in Jerusalem forever. In both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to all the starry host. He sacrificed his children in the the fire of the valley of Ben-Hinnom. He practiced divination and witchcraft sought omens, and consulted mediums and spiritualists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. But look, God's grace is intense and large, and it will pursue you by whatever means necessary. We have to admit this guy was terrible. I mean, just looking at his profile of what he did as king, he was a very evil man. So let's break it down a little bit of what he did. So the scripture says he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So the, so the Lord was looking down upon him. The Lord was seeing what he was doing. And the Lord said it was evil. To have, his, to have this written about you 
in God's word is astounding. The fact that you you are named in God's word, but you're not named in a good light. You're named as a king that did evil in his sight. You are basically being called out by God, and it is documented for everyone to forever and ever and ever to see. He sacrificed, now listen, this is the this is the one thing that just really blows my mind. He sacrificed his children in the fire of the valley. Wow. I mean, that is unbelievable that he would do that. This is the, the epitome of evil. This person was an evil person, and God writes about him. Second Chronicles 33.7, he took the image he had made and put it in God's temple, of which God had said to David and his son Solomon, in this temple in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of the Israelites leave and the land I assigned to you, your ancestors. If only they would be careful to do everything I commanded them concerning all the laws, decrees, and regulations given through Moses. But Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray so that they did more evil Now listen to this part of the scripture, that they did more evil than the nations of the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. Wow, that is a powerful statement the Lord is making right here. Then 33.10, the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. So the Lord brought against them the armies, commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. In his distress, now listen to this. This is where God's grace is manifest. This is, this is where God's grace comes in, that we can't even believe the amount of grace that God has. But in verse 12, in his distress, in whose distress? In Manasseh's distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the Lord of his ancestors. I mean, that that in itself is just amazing. So he sat at the feet of his father, he learned a lot, and those things came those things that he learned came to his remembrance, and he humbled himself. Now listen to this part. And when he prayed to him, this is so powerful. This just amazes me every time I read it. The Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that this evil man, this man that did unrighteous things, ungodly things, things that can't even hardly be fathomed, that God heard him? that God listened to him. The scripture saying yes. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. Wow, that is so powerful. Listen to that. Just think about that a minute. Through this evil, God spoke to him all the evil that he had done, all the things that he had done. 
Now think about this for a minute. Those of you that have tuned into this podcast and you think, I've gone too far. There's too much water under the bridge. I've done too many bad things. Listen to this. God's grace is powerful. God's grace is exceedingly above anything that we can even expect. We painted a picture of of Manasseh, but look at what his father did. Hezekiah was one of the most successful rulers of the southern kingdom of Judea. During his reign between 727 and 698 BC, he fortified Jerusalem. He constructed the asylum tunnel to ensure the capital's water supply. And this most significant for the Bible was a reformer who established Jerusalem as the center of sacrifice and made it his mission, now listen, to rid Judea of pagan altars and idol worship. In the Bible and in Jewish tradition, Hezekiah is remembered as one of the great king descendants from David and was viewed favorably for being influenced by the prophet Isaiah. So he had a great example and a father. Manasseh had a great example and a father. Well, there's a lot of you that are listening to this podcast and you had good examples. You know, I go into prisons quite a bit and one of the things that stood out to me as I would go into prisons um, so many times as I would see PKs. What's a PK? Well, that's a preacher's kid. And it didn't matter what unit I was going into in the state of Texas, I would always run into at least one PK. And when you would sit down and talk to this person, they would talk about how, how well they were raised. Not all the time, but most of the time, how they were raised in church and raised in a godly home, and they just went the other way. They decided to go the other way. And that's really what Manasseh's doing. He was raised by a father that was a godly man, and yet he turned away. Look at what God does when Manasseh humbles himself. He listens. Those of you that are listening to this podcast know this. God will listen. God will listen to you. This thing that we call grace, the word grace means unmerited favor. That's what it means. It means you can't earn it. You don't deserve it, but God gives it to you anyway. That's unmerited favor. That's the favor of God looking down upon you. The Bible says in verse 13, And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. Wow. Every time I read that, I just get moved. I get so emotional about the fact that God was moved by this man. Now, that is the God of the Bible, the God of Christianity, the only God of the universes. That's who he is. So many people think, well, you know, God's this evil man in heaven, like a this cosmic umpire, and he's clicking off strikes and balls every time you make a mistake. That's not who God is. God is moved by your entreaty. Those of you that feel like that you've done too much, you've gone too far, God could never hear you. Remember this story about Manasseh. So you that are listening to this podcast and are thinking that you've gone too far, one of the things that ought to be coming to your mind is, well, wait a minute. Obviously, God listens to the prayers of these people even when they've done evil, even when they've done the worst that they could do. You're saying to yourself, how can this be? How can this be that this God that you're speaking about can do this? Well, this is who he is. This is the nature of who God is. This is why he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe upon him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's God's grace. God's grace is bigger than anything you've done or anything you're going to do. 
The Bible says in Romans 3.10, there are none righteous. No, not one. There's none righteous. None of us are righteous. But God listens. God is willing to give Manasseh a chance at grace. He, he's willing to give you a chance at grace. When I started looking into this story about Manasseh, and, and really what it was, was I was looking at Hezekiah, and I'd heard this minister on the radio talk about Hezekiah. And there was something he said about Hezekiah that I had not heard before. And um, so I started doing some research on it and looking it up. And um, so as I was reading, I got into the portion of his son about Manasseh. And I was just blown away by it. And I although I've probably read it before, I, it didn't click to me. But it reminds me of this guy that I worked with when I was a pipe welder. I was working and this guy was my fitter and his name was Carl. And Carl was a very, uh, very ungodly. He would... He would blast me every time I would try to talk to him about Christ or I would give him a, a, a track. Or even if he would go go into the porta potty where we were working on this one job, and if he would find a track, he would come back out and he would, you know, just chide me for putting the track in the porta potty. And he would just talk about women in a negative way. And he was just a real ungodly guy. And one time I was, you know, just was trying to witness to him and I had been working with him for you know, just a few weeks, four or five weeks. And so I just really tried to share Christ with him. And he looked up at me and he had this cigarette sticking out of his mouth. And he looked up at me and he goes, if you ever, and this guy was huge. I mean, he was probably six, five, 300 plus pounds, all muscle, just, just a real big guy. And he looks up at me and as he has this cigarette dangling out of his mouth and he says to me, if you ever, talk to me about this again. I will take you out in that parking lot after work and I will beat you. I mean, that's what he said. I mean, he used some profanity and that I'm not going to use here, but he made it very clear how he looked at this. And he was a, just a very unrighteous, ungodly person. And so the job ended and I moved on. And a year or so later, I get a phone call from a friend of mine and you know, he calls me and he says, Had, did you hear about Carl? And I thought he was going to say Carl was killed or something tragic had happened to him. And I said, no. I said, what happened? He goes, he gave his life to Christ. Man, I almost dropped the phone. I was just blown away by this. And I said, well, what do you mean? I, what what happened? He says, well, he he came into work. So he was working with this friend of mine that, that called me and on a different project. He said he came into work and he just started talking to people about what God had done into his life, what God had done to his heart, that God had changed him. And so I said, wow, that's that's amazing. So I said, Did, you know, do you have his phone number? And so he gave it to me. And so I prayed about it. And, you know, a couple of days later, I got up enough nerve and I called him and I said, hey, Carl, I don't know if you remember me, but I was your 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 welder on a project here a year or so ago. And he goes, Oh yeah, I, I do remember you, Jim. And he said, um, I don't know if you've heard, but God has totally changed my life. And he said, you know, I know I treated you bad on that job. I, I said, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the minor version of it. I said, he said, but I just want you to know God has changed my life. And he says, I, I, don't know. I, I don't know what church to go to. I don't know really what to do. And I started encouraging him to get into the word. But the grace of God reached down to Carl and he touched him and he listened to him. 
even though Carl, there are, there are things I probably don't know about Carl. I knew how he acted around me and I knew some of the things that he talked about, but I have no idea of the ungodliness that he was involved in. But God reached down and he touched Carl. If God can forgive Manasseh, if God can forgive Carl, God can forgive you. His grace is that big. If you're listening to this podcast and it's by the the grace and favor of God that you are, you need to listen to this. God loves you. God's grace is for you, and God wants you to be a part of his kingdom. And so I want to pray for those of you that are listening and those of you that have not invited Christ into your life. And I'm going to pray that God's grace just overwhelm you today and that you realize that God is listening. So, Father, I lift up all those that are listening to this podcast, and I pray for them, those that don't know you. God, I pray that you touch them, that they understand that your grace is immeasurable. Lord, that you are hearing them, Lord, as they cry out to you. And Lord, I pray your grace to overwhelm them. Father, bring them to a place of repentance, that they would turn their lives over to you, that they would commit themselves, that they would ask Jesus to come into their heart, ask him to forgive them of all their sins, no matter what it is. And God, that you would overwhelm them with your presence. And I just give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Well, if you prayed that and you listened to that prayer and you've invited Christ into your life, you've done that major step that you need to do to become a Christian. I just want to encourage you. That's the greatest thing, as I mentioned in the in the start of our podcast. I'd like to hear from you, and I'd like to hear your testimony. And my email is jimhughes71 at Hotmail. And I just want to hear what the testimony is that God's done in your life. So I conclude with that. I just want to thank you for listening. God bless you. Goodbye. <laughs>